Hey everybody, welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter Two. And whew, what a weekend it was for the seventh straight time. Mississippi State has won the series against Ole Miss. Um, I didn't even have a driver's license the last time <laughs> Ole Miss won a series against Mississippi State. And I am graduated from college now. So You're married. I'm married. Yeah. That's another big event that's happened. Um yeah, what a what a weekend it was. Um, played out very similar to how we, we thought that it would, uh, with Ole Miss winning the first one and us coming back and winning the, winning the next two. Um, and we're going to talk all about it. Um, but, man, I, I just what – a, what a weekend it was. Yeah. Do you have um, anything to say? No. Um, we were going to do, like, a Monday morning motivation, but I think it's just as simple as – Ole Miss can't beat us. <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> like <laughs> it, when we're the two best teams in the SEC, we're better. When we're the two worst teams in the SEC, they're worse. When we're the worst team in the SEC and they go on to win a championship, they can't beat us. Yeah. And like last year, we were coming off the national championship and things weren't going our way and in the SEC, and it just—it was just obviously going to be a down year. But the thing we could hang our hat on was that we beat Ole Miss, and obviously we had to go on and see them win the national championship, and that sucked. But you know, we be, we still beat them. Now they're living the same thing where they're they're coming off their national championship and realizing it's a down year. They're not going to be successful in the SEC, and we beat them. So um, they're physically just, unable. It. And I don't, I don't know if, like, what, what happened? Bianco is getting a lot of blame for mismanaging the bullpen, but, I mean, with all the injuries they have and the fact that, I mean, there's some voodoo curse on this series, it's it's not his fault. Um, free, free my man, Bianco. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like you said, it's it's simple, really. It They just can't win. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> They have as scary of a top four in their lineup as anybody in the country, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, um, Groff, I mean, I think he reached base on three errors in one of the games, but, like, he reaches base a lot. I mean, had several hits for, throughout the weekend. Then you get to Gonzalez. Then you have uh, Calvin Harris and Kemp Alderman, and all those guys are studs. But after that, I mean, what 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 do they what do they really have? Um, but that that top four was was <laughs> that top four was scary enough to 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 win in one game, but but not the series. So, um, yeah, we want to get into this now. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so, um, not even taking the the results of the games, the results of the series into consideration, just a few numbers that um, I, I thought were just were incredible from this weekend. Uh, in total, 43,986 fans attended uh, games this weekend at Duty Noble. We should have um, rounded that up. Not going to lie. Yeah, probably so. Just to give, give us an even 44. But uh, 16,423 were at the game on Saturday, which was the uh, individual uh, single-game on-campus record for college baseball. Um, so we beat our own record there. And, and everyone the Friday was like game saying was, that that number was low. For really? how many people were there? Yeah, I think I think I saw that it was probably pushing close to eighteen thousand, but um, 
like we like we said in our last episode, like the, whatever metric they use is always kind of weird. Like we don't know if it's always kind of vague. Like we don't know if they're if they're going by tickets sold or you know tickets scanned, whatever. Um, but anyway, I mean, I, I the the standing room was completely full. I mean, layers deep uh, throughout the concourse. So. That was really, really cool. Um, and then kind of shuffled under the rug uh, in all the attendance news this weekend. We actually, Friday was also a top five <laughs> on-campus attendance uh, uh, outcome or uh, turnout with um, just over 14,000. So two top five uh, games this weekend. Um, and then just a, a shabby 12,000 for the Sunday game. So, um yeah, so just to say that number again, 43,986 total on the weekend, which is obviously a uh, just shatters the record, uh, which I'm sure we held. And um, yeah, and just another crazy number here, uh, 2,899 days and counting uh, since Ole Miss has won a series against us. So um, there you go. Just throwing some big numbers around there. But yeah. uh that's um if, if my mic if it sounds like i'm being very quiet and i'm muting my mic there's an ambulance driving by and my dog is howling so so i'm gonna try to keep that out of this <laughs> i didn't didn't even realize that. okay cool <laughs> yeah um getting into like what how we actually played um just as kind of an overview i really did think this was the most complete series that i've seen from us all year and um i don't mean you kind of joke about the the you know, some people on Twitter or on podcasts say, like, I don't know, State just hadn't played, like, two really good games in a row yet. And, you know, in football, I mean, that may be one thing. In baseball, like, I, I think you to be a good team, you have to be able to string together, like, uh, some good games. And this is the first time I, I, th- I really did think we did that in SEC play. I mean, in the Bama series that we won, we, we won the first and third game, but got run ruled in the second game. So to see us play a complete game, even in the game or a complete series, even in the game that we lost, um, it, it was really, really uh, positive, I thought. Yeah. Um, from starting pitching to the bullpen, really in all three games, um, the, timely the, hitting. The only thing was like more hits would have been good, but like, I mean, right. we won. <laughs> right. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about our left on base uh, numbers later. And obviously that's going to be impacted by the fact that we just really didn't have as many hits as we expected, but a low left on base number, which it's it just means we were, whenever guys did get him on base and in scoring position, we, we did hit them in um, most of the time via the long ball. But um, I, I thought the timely hitting was good. I thought coaching was as good as it's been all year. Mm-hmm. There was um, only two things that like we really didn't, agree with two things we questioned and and neither of them cost us a game one of them like actually turned out much better than we expected so um and we're gonna get into all that but i i just want to give a give a shout out chris lamonis like this year and last year combined i mean a, a lot of talks about you know how he he has no control over the team over the program whatever um which may ultimately prove to be true and and he may not have a super long career here in Starkville, but it's a weekend like this that makes me appreciate him. And I, and although his credit may get swept under the rug, um, I, I do want to give that to him right now because the way that he has just been emotional in his press conferences the past two weekends, like it, it really does mean a lot to him um, to, to coach this team and to be a part of this uh, historic baseball program, especially with the fans showing out the way they did this weekend. Um, I, I, 
you know, he, he's had some, some low moments, I'm sure. Um, and we, and we've, we've made sure to, to give our opinions on that. Uh, we, we've contributed to it, but I, I just thought that his, his coaching job this weekend deserved a lot of credit. Yeah. And I mean, Foxhall too. I mean, Foxhall too. Yeah. Pitching. Pitching is the reason that we won. Right. Um, few quick numbers on that. Uh, I, I don't think I have it written down, but 12 runs um, surrendered on the weekend, 10 walks, which I'm just I'm just going to give that a round of applause here because 10 walks, that that's like an average game for us, it seems like, uh, up until this point uh, in the past couple weekends. But um, 10 walks on the weekend, uh, two in the first uh, – two in each of the first two games, and then uh, six today – in the Sunday game. Um, it just, it was as complete a series as I've seen us play all year long, mm-hmm. non-conference included probably. Um, and it just, it meant a lot. And two, two series wins in a row and uh, with a possible third next week, it's just, it seems to be coming together. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, uh, when we get into the Friday game, and you just start us off with the, the pitching that we saw. Yeah, um, so Cade, Cade was back on Friday night. He went four innings, um, gave up five hits, one run, one walk. Great line from him. He was on yeah. a pitch count. I think he, did he exit with like 72 pitches? 72, yeah. Yeah, and um, after this week, um, he's supposed to be fully unlocked going forward. And, I mean, Cade was looking good. Um, yeah. His... His fastball was the best I've seen it in. I don't, maybe, maybe his freshman year when I kind of started like falling in love with the prospect of Cade Smith. Right. <laughs> like, like it, it was good. And that, that was really good to see. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't necessarily know what is, what the exact pitch count was. Like what you said, he got to 72, but um, that fifth inning would he would have had to face the top of the order one more time. And uh, I'm just not really sure they wanted to uh, risk that. And then, um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he could have gotten another one in if the, if the matchups had, had uh, lined up right. But, um, yeah, Cade looked great. And, and I, th- I think having him in that Friday spot, just that veteran, um, you know, just that mentality, I think, is, is, is really going to be good for us. And we've seen flashes of it the past two weekends. Yeah, yeah. Uh- I was I was very impressed with him and I mean even going out there for he he gave us a shot right it, it was really good from him after him we brought in Colby um, he went out there and battled got us three um, gave up one earned run uh, that was on home run right yeah. yes that was to Kemp Alderman yeah yeah you know you know those just happen um, mm-hmm. and then after that we went KC um, he gave us two innings one earned run on also a home run. Um, he didn't walk anyone, struck out three, had one wild pitch, but I mean, Casey looked pretty good that first time through. Like, yeah, his first outing of the week. Yeah, and his his run was actually just on some small ball stuff. I mean, small ball. Then the wild what, pitch scored him. Yeah, yeah. Or it was like a bunt, and then it just a hit up the middle. Did the but, wild uh, pitch not matter in that? It might have advanced. I think that's how TJ got the third. Cause okay. He, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean that that was our bullpen looked really good. I mean, five innings and only giving up two runs, that should be a good enough performance. Um, offense was just not clicking, and that's a big part in, uh, uh, due to 
the start from Jack Doherty. He had his best start on the weekend. He, had, he went six with two hits, uh, one run, four strikeouts, and a walk. He did that on 100 pitches. And like I said, I mean, that's just the best that he's looked all year. Um, the only run that he gave up was on a just a no-doubt home run by Dakota Jordan, which I'm pretty sure that that's the only big hit that he had the, the whole weekend. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Doherty had a, did a great job. And then uh, Mitch Morrell comes in and throws three pretty much perfect innings out of the bullpen. The only imperfection was uh, a solo home run in the ninth inning to Hunter Hines. Uh, but other than that, his three innings were, were pretty much lights out, and he had three strikeouts to go along with it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're, I, I don't know what the deal was offensively. We just kind of looked off balance. But the home runs by Dakota Jordan and Hunter and then – just a little bloop double by Amani Larry. Um, yeah, Jack Doherty, I'm not saying he's not a great pitcher, but I just, I really did expect our hitters, I mean, our hitters to take advantage of a guy I who mean, only throws strikes. What, what was his batting average against? 300. Yeah. like <laughs> Or two, 298 or something. I think it may have been higher than 298. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, in this game, the the usual suspects for Ole Miss, they, they kind of shined through. Um, uh, Jacob Gonzalez and, and Kemp Alderman, they both had solo shots. But it, like we said, it was kind of some small ball bunting against the shift that ended up getting that um, third run that ended up being the difference. So um, Ole Miss just scratched and clawed and, and won a pitcher's duel that nobody expected. We, we kind of thought that um, I think there were 28 runs scored the whole week, and I thought we that's what we could have seen in the first game. So, um, man, it was it was a weird one to start off with, but – um, I liked what I saw from both pitching staffs. Really, both both struggled coming into it, but um, had it their felt, best performances. It felt like a series that mattered because the play wasn't gross. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's that's the Friday game. That was the one game that Ole Miss won. Uh, moving into Saturday, um, it's what I've, I'm just going to call Dak Day because Dak Prescott was in the building. Uh, we had just uh, retired our bulldog jack and uh, welcomed another bulldog dak and then dakota jordan had um his uh his hero moment for mississippi state baseball starting off though we had landon gartman uh kind of doing what he does best just giving us a a shot in a, in a game um he went four innings pitch with four hits and two runs i think he had one walk in this one um yeah one walk yeah i mean that, that's just it's just so much different than performances that we've seen the past few weeks and really all year. I mean, walks were just not an issue for our pitching staff this this week. And I don't know if that's just we knew that Ole Miss's offense wasn't just the best and we were just throwing more strikes or, or what the deal was. Um, it just – there were hardly any walks. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, this this is the game that we didn't have Imani in the starting lineup, right? Yeah, yeah, we we had no reason or we had no like information as to why he wasn't in the lineup. I just I mean you kind of decided it was probably just because he was struggling offensively. But there are several guys that I would have replaced before I would have replaced Larry. Yeah. Um. But it came out that he had a migraine like right before the game. Up there against my dog again. But um, and yeah, yeah, that was that was a weird one. Um, one of Gartman's runs given up in this one was off of a lane foresight there. Yeah. Yeah, in this in this game, um, 
we had two errors by Lane Forsythe. One was on the first pitch of the game, and uh, later on another one ended up giving up a run. Slade Alford also had an error in this game, so um, not a, not a clean defensive game, but um, you know it, it it had its significance because uh, where Larry didn't start, that's where we saw Mershon start and actually lead off in the game, and then um, with those errors by Forsythe, that all just kind of uh, accumulated and. Uh, Ended up getting Mershon to start at shortstop on Sunday, so yeah. he moved. He moved there once Larry got into the game as a pinch hitter later on. But um, that was that was kind of big, and another reason why I, I want to give Lamonis credit because that's not an easy decision. You have a shortstop who's played two really really good years of SEC baseball. Maybe not always been there offensively, but he's been a good defensive shortstop for two years, and he just does not have it anymore or this year i'm not saying he can't get it back but his confidence is just not there right now and him making that move to to exchange a veteran for a true freshman is that's that's gutsy you know and then putting that freshman at leadoff at at, at shortstop too i mean i mean we we very easily could have seen amani larry at shortstop because he's the veteran who's kind of proven he has it defensively but mershon moves over to short at the end of this Saturday game and um, makes one of the plays of the game, which we'll talk about soon. Yeah. Um, do you um, want to talk about Einema? Yeah, I will. I will. So Gartman does that. He gives us four innings. And I think it was the same situation as uh, Cade. Um, not the pitch count situation, but it was just he was going to have to face the top of the lineup one more time. So um, we, we ended up taking him out. Um what I thought was a little early, but like I said, just because of the, the the matchups. And we bring in Aintema more than likely just for the left-handed aspect of it, and me and you were livid. I mean, we were, at this point, I, do you know the score when he comes in? It was it was 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. It was a tied game. So at this point, I'm thinking, all right, Lamonis is just trying to punt this game. Like, he's, he's trying to not have to use Dom until tomorrow. I was not happy about this item i think it's two quick outs and then gives up a solo home run on a ball that just got poked out to left field and had some backspin to it um i think that was by calarco and um i just i was angry but at the same time i'm like you know what i i kind of expected worse um so that's the one run he gives up and then he actually comes out again for the next inning and uh is just plagued by lane forsyth error and i think uh um Slate offered error in the same inning. I mean, it was just not not clean at all. And um, so Aintema just has some bad luck there with this defense, but all in all, did a great job. Um, really, really impressed me, even though I think three runs were charged to him. Um, it just, it, it, he kind of made me eat my words a little bit because it wasn't his fault that, that he got it, he ran into that trouble. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so he exits the game and it's five two, um, in the sixth and top of the sixth and then, um, well then bottom of six and then we're up, and then, uh, Colton homers and then Hines homers, um, and then I think we almost, we almost do a little bit, um, yeah. but then uh, Kellum strikes out with I think two in scoring position, yeah, um, and that's five four and then. Aaron Nixon comes in and has, like, he was unbelievable. Best, he has the best inning 
that we've seen all year from him or maybe from any pitcher we have. He he absolutely diced up um, Kemp. Like, mm-hmm. three pitches, striking out Kemp Alderman is crazy. And all in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had nine pitches uh, to get three outs, and two of those outs were strikeouts. So, like... <laughs> pretty close to an immaculate inning. Um, did have a fly out in there, though. Yeah. Um, but um, And then the next inning, um, we we take the lead, and then, okay, it's like, do we leave Nixon out there because he was so dominant? Oh, actually, you know, Ledbetter did his silly little home run. Yeah. It wasn't just scoring two runs. Yeah. It was... How did that... Yeah, this ball was no more than five inches off the ground. And I had seen, I mean, all year I've seen Ledbetter make these weird swings where he just kind of sweeps his bat through the zone, kind of like a, it's almost like a golf swing. Um, And even in that at bat, he had had three or four uh, foul balls just like that. I mean, they were throwing him low, I guess, to to avoid what they knew he could do. Um, And he ends up just parking one uh, that was, like I said, about five inches off the ground, puts it a few rows deep. Uh, two out, home, two run home run on a ball an inch higher than your ankles is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, the, the screenshot of it, 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 it's unbelievable that that ball went out. Yeah. So, so then the first of, I think, I guess in hindsight, great decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, Dom comes in for Nixon. And at first I was upset. I was like, Nixon looked really good, but then yeah. I was like, this means we have Nixon again tomorrow. Right. And, I mean, that's just another guy that I trust. And then, um, yeah. yeah. Other, other than when he's started a few games, I've never been upset that Dom's coming into a game. But, um, you know, this Nixon had only thrown nine pitches in the inning before. Like, I thought he could have at least gotten one more. Um, but, ultimately. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and we get to see Nixon a little bit later. Yeah, um, but Dom looks like pretty pretty okay. I mean, he gives up a single in the top of the eighth. Um, we go into the bottom of the eighth, we don't do anything, and then the top of the ninth, Dom kind of implodes a little bit here. Um, yeah. Gives up two runs here. Um, didn't didn't look great. They were seeing the fastball. I was kind of worried if he was going to get out of this. Like mm-hmm. at all, and it, somehow it, he does. I, 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 it was very, very uncomfortable at this point in time because it was right. like, here's the pitcher that we knew, that we trusted. They are absolutely seeing and teeing off on him. Yeah. It was, it was a weird one. But Lamont has talked about it in his press conference uh, once the series was over, and he pointed to the fact that um, Dom, you know, although he did like blow the blow the lead, um, and we we had to go into the bottom of the ninth down, um, the fact that he was able to get out of the jam that he created saved us pitching for um, for Sunday, and just is going to be a confidence boost for Dom moving forward. Um, that you can have like one of the one of the worst outings of your season and still you know finish the job um, with runners in scoring position like in a, in a still a pretty scary situation. Um, so yeah, I, you know, 
Dom Dom had had a bad performance, but he's still a winning pitcher because this this all makes sense. Yeah, um, and then then the top of, then the bottom of the ninth. Um, Nichols is in. He four pitch walk to Amani Larry, um, who is now in our nine hole spot. Um, yeah. So that's not good. And then they bring in Tookin. Tookin, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we we bunt we bunt Amani over. That you yeah. know, you know we're looking good. Um, Ledbetter works a, a pretty good walk off of him. Um, then Hines is up. We're we're feeling pretty good. You know. Um, it's ball, ball, strike. And and then there's a wild pitch that is maybe the highest wild pitch I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I almost got over the screen. I kind of thought Hines would have swung. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, but at that point, uh, I think basically they decide to walk him there. And then yeah. do you want to talk, do you want to talk through the, the Dakota thing? Cause, cause you yeah. really liked how the, how it was all set up. Yeah. So, um, you know, the announcers, I, I wasn't crazy about them all day. First of all, cause they're not in, they were not at duty noble field. Uh, they were virtually calling the game and there was no crowd noise. So the whole like production, I was just not a fan of, um, but they, they mentioned as Dakota was coming up with the bases loaded um, with one out. And uh, he had actually struck out with in a one-run game uh, to end the game on Friday night. So they were talking about that. like And, you know, it's crazy how baseball storylines work. Like he, he was the one that lost him the game last night, but now he gets a chance to redeem himself. And uh, talking about these Michael Jordan quotes and everything about how Michael wants to be the one to take the shot. So Dakota comes up and... Um, I also like that the uh, announcer says, if, they, if this gets to a 2-0 count, this game is over. Um, gets to a 2-0 count, and then that 2-0 pitch, uh, Dakota just chops it through the left side. Um, Two-run score, we win the game. Um, just poetic, because you know he's wearing number 42. It's Jackie Robinson Day in Major League Baseball, so um, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Yeah, um... Very very fun celebration of this walk off. Um, yeah, he is he is mobbed between uh, first and second, um, and then at some point his shirt gets taken off um, very quickly. Um, so so now there's a... he, all of a sudden he's scaling the right field wall with bubbles all around him, and somebody pulls him up by his belt. I thought that he honestly thought that he would jump higher than that. Like <laughs> you know, didn't think he'd need help. Also, want to see him rob a ball and left now. Now that yeah. I know that he can like jump like that, <laughs> yeah, like he can get quite uh, a bit higher than the wall, <laughs> right? Uh, and obviously, just because uh, college, some college baseball teams have fans that hate fun, um, it, it gets ridiculed for you know acting like we won a national championship. And I just like to point them to any walk off hit that we have ever had, um, whether we're number one in the country or unranked and have three wins in the sec we we mob the guy who hits the uh walk off and we take a shirt off that's just what happens also um if a person from arkansas said this we have won a national championship right (laughs) just just throwing that one out there right um yeah it was it was a super fun saturday but all the while i'm just thinking well it really doesn't mean anything if we don't win sunday which i Shouldn't have ever doubted this. Ole Miss was not going to win. Yeah, you told um, us what was going to happen. Yeah. 
I was not nervous. But anyway, we uh, we move on to Sunday, and Gerangelo is getting the start. First time starting on a Sunday, and um, I, I really did think that this was his best performance of the year. Um, last week, he was just plagued by walks and, and was only able to make it two innings into the game. Um, but this time, he goes five and two-thirds. He gets gives up three hits, one run, seven strikeouts, and like I said, three walks. Um, just the most impressive that we've seen him at, uh, all year long, I think, uh, especially in SEC play. Um, he comes out there and he's been throwing fully right-handed for the fir- for the last two weeks. He comes out with his you know both-handed glove and he throws with both arms and does extremely well from both sides. Um, like I said, gets to five and two-thirds, and uh, then we go to KC, who has a, just a very very shaky two-thirds of an inning. Um, he does get out of it, but uh, at that point, Ole Miss has tied the game. Um, so why don't, you, why don't you talk about what happens next with with our boy Nixon? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, let me let me pull up that game. Um, First of all, Dakota Jordan uh, demolished the only mistake that Ole Miss's starting pitcher uh, made the entire game. He he also went five and two thirds. Um, only made one mistake, and Dakota Jordan hit a three run home run on it. So. He has a big hit in um, all three of these games. Um, he may be the newest rebel killer that we have. Yeah. So. so, so when we talked about earlier that there were only like two decisions that we really didn't like, um, I could have I could have dealt with taking out KC sooner. Um, putting it putting him in in this in this situation was perfectly fine. Yeah. Like but I just, suggested it. Yeah. It was just obvious that. It wasn't. It wasn't sharp from the beginning. I, I didn't. Was I didn't first need batter. the. I didn't. I didn't need it. Um, so so Nixon comes in, um, with, was it? Yeah, it was bases loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, two outs. You know, feel feel like we could have done this before. Bases were loaded, but um, Kim Balderman's up. It was just one out. Yeah, yeah, one out. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I forgot that KC got the. Yeah. Ugh. What a weird outing. <laughs> um. So Nixon comes in, Kemp Alderman up, bases loaded, one out. Um, Kemp Alderman had to hit that ball 115 miles per hour <laughs> at Slate, and thank God Slate got in the way. Um. He he didn't get an out on on the play, but saved us two runs. Right, and then set up the next one um, when Calarco grounded out into a double play that I think Mershon's the only player on our team that can make that play. Right, and did we have some shift on where he was coming from the second base side? Uh, we must have. I I'm not sure if he started over there, but he was at least in position where he could have made a play on the second base side of the bag because uh, he fields it there and and. It was almost an identical <laughs> double play to what he made on Saturday. Uh, yeah, like, I'm so, uh, like, it has to be destiny that Ole Miss loses these series. Yeah. Because why is Mershon in? <laughs> because Imani had a migraine? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that's the only reason. And... I just want to point out here, uh, Lamon has talked about it in the post game, but Nixon is not used to coming into like situations like this. He's used to coming into clean innings and just closing games like normal. Um, but 
he comes in with the bases loaded and one out in a really, really sticky situation that uh, Casey left him in. And, dude, he he's a stud. Nixon I mean, I, is I'm, our closer. Yeah. He's he's him. Like, I, yeah, he's, I mean, he is our most dominant pitcher. Yeah. Now, now hearing that, um, coaching staff, that does not mean start him. Um, please, just, please. Just, just so we're clear here. Um, so yeah, we we get out of that, and it is a um, after after that, after that little inning, it's it's a tie ball game, um, and then was it's was Ketchum that inning? Was Ketchum in? No, yeah, yeah. Ketchum uh, made Ross ground out on the first pitch. That's what Ross does, um, mm-hmm. and then Mershon walked. Uh, worked worked a pretty good, pretty good walk right there, and then Kimbrel gets gets brought in, and we said that he probably shouldn't pitch against us. Yeah, just, just all I had to do was look at his uh, ERA on the season. Yeah, so. um, Mershon steals second. Look, good good look. Um, Ledbetter strikes out, and then Hunter Hines. Absolutely murdered a ball. <laughs> three hits on the weekend, three bombs. Like this one, the most impressive of all of them. That did not miss his bat at all. <laughs> like <laughs> can't give him anything good to hit here. Ding. <laughs> like if there was like, I think that maybe when he's like take doing like t drills, I think that maybe where he sets up the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> Oh, that mm. and it just just perfectly happened where in the same inning where Ole Miss finally breaks through and ties the game. I mean, just immediately Hunter Hines does that. Like, oh, man. It's they they can't win. Um, yeah, and then Nixon closes out the rest of the game. Looks great doing so. Um, right, I love Aaron Nixon. I'm glad he glad he's here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just just running through a few you know key guys for the weekend. Obviously, Hunter Hines, three hits, three home runs. Dakota Jordan, um, two home runs on the weekend, and neither of them are even his most important hits because um, he had the walk off on Saturday. Um, but I think quietly, I mean, the most valuable player might be David Mershon. Um, perfect defense at second base, and then you know two really really clutch double plays that he I'm pretty sure only he could make uh both from the shortstop position um he hits a double to kind of uh set the table for a lead better home run later and then um you know the working a walk and stealing a base to set up for what would be a Hunter Hines home run um Luke defensively you know, at first was really impressive honestly yeah he really was and, and again, Slate making that play at third, even though he didn't record an out. I mean, that ball is 100% getting in the corner. And Slate looked three. good this week. Yeah, weekend. I thought so too. Um, defensively, I think Ross is getting better. Um, still having issues at the plate. You know, it, it's not completely consistent yet. Um, but, man, Dakota Jordan is, is very, very good. He now leads the team in batting average at 348. Um, <laughs> In conference, it's like 475 or something, um, which is crazy that the only reason he's even in right now is because Bryce Chance got hurt. (laughs) 
but um geez it, this was this was such a fun weekend and we talked uh, on our last episode about you know how uh, hunter hines and kemp alderman were having a, just a very similar season and you know the way that i picture kemp alderman is like like every time he comes up to the plate he hits a home run um that i mean that's pretty much what hunter hines is um <laughs> After this weekend, Hunter's actually leading the out of the two of them, leading the home run race with seventeen. As Kemp is is way back there at fifteen. Um, <laughs> Dakota but, is coming though. <laughs> Dakota is on on his way. Um, so yeah, I mean, Kemp Alderman had his had his chance to to win this series for him. Bases loaded and he's up, and um, all he does is get an infield hit. You know. Yeah, it's it did come off the bat at 124 miles an hour. Like but. I don't know how fast that was, but it had. I don't know how Slate got in front of it. Not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> well, also, um, let's just let's just for how important Dakota Jordan is. Um, Hunter Hines is is batting like 351 in conference with yeah. like eight home runs. Mm-hmm. They're having to throw in pitches because Dakota Jordan's behind them. And exactly. that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Man. We going on a run? It seems like we it seems like we might. I'm I'm just looking Two here at the SEC standings. We need eight wins. We need eight wins in these last fifteen. And um, you know, playing Auburn next week who just dropped a series to Alabama. Um, we're now sitting at five and ten, which is even with uh, Tennessee. Missouri and Auburn, one game behind Alabama. Um, the East, the East is, is stacked for the, the at least the top four teams. Um, but I mean, you look at next what week. What do those we could top be... four teams have in common? Hmm. Well, three of them have played Mississippi State. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next week. I mean, you're, you're looking at it. I mean, we're playing an Auburn team that's not great. Um, Worse pitching staff our than ours. <laughs> if things go our way there, we could be sitting third in the SEC West um, after starting the way that we did. So that's that's bizarre, but that's the reality right now. Um, we won't talk too much about that. We may touch more on that um, later this week. But for now, let's just enjoy a series win against Ole Miss. Back-to-back series wins in the SEC and seven straight over Ole Miss now. Um but we were going to do a midweek preview as we move on from the Ole Miss game. Um, but we're not exactly sure that game's going to happen on Southern's website. Southern University, not Southern Miss. Southern's website, it says that the game is canceled. On our website, it does not. So um, regardless of if it's canceled or not, um, a win is a win. Um, either our RPI doesn't get damaged or we win a game. So fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move on to our matchups that we had saw across the country. Um, there actually were several more than just this. I mean, a lot of, I think uh, several top twenty-five teams lost and even got swept this weekend. But we're just looking at the ranked matchups that we saw. Um, first one is LSU. They took two out of three against Kentucky. Um, kind of begs the question: Is Kentucky like actually? Pretty good. I mean, going to Baton Rouge and winning one of these and had a chance to take the series late in game three. Um, is Kentucky for real? And 
can LSU just not dominate a weekend? Like are, they, are, they're, they're, they may be 2021 Arkansas. Honestly, are that's, you willing, that's what I'm thinking. Are you willing to say it? They're not easily I mean, sweeping. If if I'm saying that cops and skeins are the same thing, then yeah. They have the same impact. They win a game. Yeah. <laughs> you're not losing the game if they play. Except for unless you're going South against like Arkansas or South Carolina. Probably another one somewhere in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, LSU, I don't think that they've had a sweep this year. In conference play. In conference, if if so, only one because they 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 drop at least, or they drop only one game against uh, just about every team that they play. Um, what's the next game we have on here? Yeah, um, Louisville one one against Wake Forest, future frauds. Um, Wake Forest is silly good. Yeah, you you were watching one of their games the other day. And I was like, kept on being like, they hit another home run. They hit another home. Like run. Louisville was leading like two zero, and they worked hard for those two runs. Yeah, and then Wake Forest randomly has five runs, and like two innings, they had three three straight bombs, like they they're unfair and they don't walk anyone and they strike everyone out. They're really good, but they're future frauds. You will not mm-hmm. be seeing them in Omaha. <laughs> yeah, calling it and here, if, and, and if, if you do, <laughs> it'll be like Tennessee in twenty twenty one. Like they'll be two and out. Um. Yeah. Next game. We, next series we saw is uh, Vanderbilt. They take two out of three from South Carolina. This this was a series that it, it seemed to be just back and forth the entire entire weekend. I, I watched South Carolina score four in the top of the first against uh, or in game two, and then Vanderbilt ends up coming back and winning that one, and then they win on Sunday as well to take the series. Um, both of these teams are for real, and uh, but but. It, it seems pretty obvious. Vandy's just a, a little step ahead of them. Um, Vandy's the best team in the SEC, right? I think like, so. You, I mean, you, we, you would we say We were that. kind of the litmus test. Um, Vanderbilt completely dominated us, and South Carolina pulled away from us at the at the end of that series, but we were able to hang with them at least. So I think yeah. Vanderbilt's just a, just a notch ahead of them. Mm-hmm. It's like old Vanderbilt. It's kind of scary. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Um, All right. Arkansas does not lose to Tennessee. Um, that that's another thing I'm learning by said graphics on Twitter. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know the last time it was, but <laughs> yeah. And apparent, but apparently all the bad blood between Vitello and Dave Van Horn has been squashed. So really, yeah. Apparently, like I don't know if it was right after that big disagreement that they had, but since then he said that they've sat down over a glass of wine and have talked everything out okay let's wait until tennessee's good again yeah right probably the sec tournament is when this is gonna get brought up again Mm -hmm. yeah after there's like a 15 inning game yeah but yeah tennessee now like we said earlier they're now five and ten in the sec they've only won one series and that was um against texas a&m i think they came back after getting swept in week one to, to sweep Texas A&M and that's the only uh, SEC win they have so um, yeah last series on here uh, it was our mid-major matchup of the week and it was UConn uh, they won two out of three over Xavier in Cincinnati um, now those two teams are tied at the top of the Big East 
I'm not really sure how many bids this conference gets, but I could assume it's not many. So these might be your two teams if there's two. Yeah, baseball. That's what I know about the Big East. Baseball. All right. (laughs) We are going to move on to our final segment, and that's going to be Instagram questions. We did kind of post it late, uh, right after the, um, right after the game. And uh, we've got a few questions here, so we'll run through them real quick and then get out of here. Um, God, yeah, why is the so. post getting so many likes? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, I I'm trying to go back to see the likes. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, so uh, first question here is from Courtney Taylor. How are we feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I'm loving all the content that I'm seeing on Twitter. So, um, and then Courtney also asks, uh, should Mershon be the new shortstop moving forward? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure at some point we're going to see Forsyth got plugged back in there, um, but I, long term, I, I just think that Mershon is 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 the guy. Um, he brings a spark to the order that I mean, it's the speed, it's the ability to lead off that Forsyth really doesn't have. Uh, defensively, Mershon might kind of level off and, and not be, you know, as perfect as he was this weekend. But I just think the upside, as of right now, is, is there for Mershon. Yeah. Um, and we have this one last question from Duncan Helms. Uh, low was him today. Signs of the future? Question mark. I think so. I mean, this was his first. I really like, do. Feels like normal, like set up to a start. And yeah. I mean, I know he wasn't pitching in like the the two crazy attendance games, but I mean, he he was there in that atmosphere, and then was able to come back out here today in the rubber match and perform. So like, Lamona's mentioned that this is like the most stress that you're going to have outside of a super regional atmosphere, or um, even like in Omaha, if if this team is able to make a run somehow. Uh, this this weekend right here is more than likely the most stressed that Durangelo is going to see, and he had his best performance of the week of the season. I mean, um, so I, I think Sunday might be the might be the day for him, and that is a cheat code to have him as your Sunday starter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all the Instagram questions we have, and that will wrap it up for this episode. Um, we will be back later this week to preview the Auburn series and uh, maybe review a midweek game if it's uh, if it ends up happening. Um, but until then, uh, we are we hope that you enjoy uh, all the content that comes out from Mississippi State uh, baseball account. Just recapping this lovely weekend of college baseball. Uh, We'll be back later this week. Until then, hail state. And thanks for listening to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Jack, there's a new new video. Oh, does it start with Dom? Mm-hmm. I gotta go watch it. Live reaction on the pod.
he walk on him? Nah, that's perfect. I enjoyed that. I had a good time watching that. Who wants a baseball? Hey, that was the after show, everyone. Um, uh, Come back next week and we will be watching the... um, Probably like the the extended cut of of the video. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that.